Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Football season can get a little hectic from grabbing snacks for the tailgate to fueling your kids for practice. Experience drone delivery with Wing. Get fast, safe, and eco-friendly delivery in 30 minutes or less. Now in select neighborhoods in Dallas-Fort Worth. To see if Wing has landed in your neighborhood, visit wing.com slash Texas football. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days, and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high-quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance. Really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Y'all, from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that, no, don't adjust your screen. It's me. Just me. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, or YouTube, or Twitter, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. You guys are saying no sound. Can you guys hear me? Let's try this. No, I'm, it's coming through, I think. I don't know. I'm getting them. Anyway, um, hope you guys are having a good day. Uh, it's just me. I'm flying solo today. My, uh, um, yeah, turn on your mic or turn on your speakers. Um, Pickle is gone. Mallory is gone. So mom's out of town. And so they're letting me eat junk food. And this is junk food. This is me uh, sitting here uh, by myself doing a solo show. Because I thought about this. Actually, we'll get through the uh, we'll get through the normal stuff. Today is Monday, February fifth, twenty twenty three. Oh, I can change the lower third. Watch, bang. There we go. Uh, twenty twenty three 
It is 297 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Cristiano Ronaldo. It is episode 1726. So we mentioned this. Uh, I'm by myself. It's just me. I'm the only one in the studio. I, I didn't turn on the other cameras uh, just because it, I'm the only one in here. I'm at the board. And normally under circumstances like this, uh, we'd just not do a show, right? But a couple things. One... I didn't, oh, by the way, first fourth of the door. Daniel Agnew, TJ Hudson, Jersey number 69. Nice. And Ed McElroy. I didn't want to leave you guys hanging. Uh, I feel like I just didn't want... Oh, January, as you guys know, is kind of a down month for us because it's, we're coming off football season. That's an opportunity for us to, to take some time off, to, uh, to go on vacation, stuff like that. And so we didn't do a ton of shows in January. And with Pickle and Mallory out on like President Business stuff... I wanted to, um, I wanted to do a show, and and not go dark for a day when we've already gone dark a fair amount. And there's also, I think, an opportunity for me to to do something that I've wanted to do, which is a solo show. Now, now your your mileage may vary on this. Maybe this is the one and only time we'll ever do this. Uh, but essentially, I wanted to to take an opportunity to discuss kind of a wide ranging topic. Uh, that I think is worth diving into, which is the state of Texas high school football and where we have. And I thought about this throughout the course of the weekend. I was like, oh, I could call it a Texas high school football state of the union address. But I don't like that. I don't like that because I think there's an implication there that I'm some sort of like authority figure or I'm like the president of Texas high school football, which is uh, decidedly not the case. Not the case. Uh, although... What? Presidents recently have had about a 40% approval rating. I'm, I think I'm about in line with that. All that's to say, I am, uh, I wanted to take an opportunity to talk about the state of Texas high school football and where it stands right now. Because I think we all have a vested interest in, in Texas high school football. Otherwise, maybe why are you watching? But I think this is a good opportunity here on f in February, after realignment, to take a holistic view. And take a look at what where Texas high school football stands as a whole. And so this is not scripted. I have some notes here that I'm going to go back to. But essentially, uh, I'm going to riff. <laughs> and I might make some friends. And I might make some enemies. But like that's just kind of what we're going to do here. And, and, and if that's not your, your scene, then we'll have a much more normal show tomorrow. But I think that this is a good opportunity to talk about a couple of topics that, that have been, uh, you know, that I think are worth addressing. And so what is the state of Texas high school football entering 2024? We are now into, you know, the UILs past its 100th anniversary. Texas high school football has been around for a long time. Where does Texas high school football stand right now? I would say, I would make the argument that the state of Texas high school football is very strong right now. I think that I think that it is it's very strong and that it's in a very good place. Big sip of coffee coming in. Thanks, community coffee. Um, I think the sport is growing in popularity. I'll turn up the microphone just a little bit. There you go. This is a new setup, as you can tell. I've never done a stick mic here. Um, the sport is growing in popularity, and what I think is encouraging if you want Texas high school football to succeed is that the sport is growing, I think in a more holistic way. I think for years and years and years, 
you would root for your team, and maybe you would root for teams around your team, and maybe you'd root for your district, but past that, you wouldn't necessarily have a vested interest. I don't think there were people who... Take the NFL, for example. I'm an NFL agnostic, as I say. I don't have an NFL team. I don't root for the Cowboys. I don't root for the Texans. I don't have an NFL team. But I enjoy watching the NFL. I don't know that there were that many of those types of fans in high school football until the probably the Internet age, quite frankly, because it made it easier to follow. I do think, and I think this a lot, that if you go back to 2020, and I want to be very clear, not a lot of good things about 2020. 2020 thumbs down overall, and the COVID pandemic thumbs down overall. But I think that one of the things that came about because of the pandemic was a the lifting of the streaming ban that you could then stream Friday night games. And I think we are going to look back on that historically as a real inflection point in Texas high school football's growth. Now, grain of salt here. Take my words with an enormous grain of salt because Dave Campbell's Texas Football, my employer, has a streaming platform, Dave Campbell's Texan Live. So certainly take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. What I am saying is I think that gave people more of an opportunity to grow as fans of the entire sport. It would give you an opportunity to watch a team in Midland if you live in Houston. It would give you an opportunity to watch small school football, maybe for the first time, if you've never done that before. And I think that that streaming, I think that that was a really important moment. Um, Like, we hear this all the time. Like, you go back to Cedric Benson. Cedric Benson, when he was really cooking in the late 90s and, and then 2000 at Midland Lee, he was kind of a legend, right? He was a legend uh, that you would just hear tell of. He was Paul Bunyan of Texas high school football, right? Now, I think people can get an opportunity to see people, players like that, and I think that's an overall positive uh, thing. Um, I think that Texas is a real transplant state, right? Most Me being a, a native Texan, I think I'm... I don't know. I'd be interested in knowing what percentage of people who live in Texas are native Texans. Because this is a transplant state. People are moving here. People want to move to Texas. But I think that in a transplant state, Texas high school football remains a coalescing point. When you come into Texas and you want to ingratiate yourself to the community, you want to become a part of the community, an easy way to do that is to go to the Texas high school football game. Right? We talk about this around here, that, that, that at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, fundamentally, we're covering community events, right? We're covering community gatherings. And that's a that, I think, remains really important to what makes Texas high school football so strong. Um, I think coverage of the sport is a bit of a mixed bag right now. Um, look, I'm, I'm an old newspaper guy. Uh, I have a newspaper degree. I, I like to joke that I got the very last newspaper journalism degree. They basically stopped handing them out after they gave one to me. And I think that the continued decline of local news is a bad thing for Texas High School football, plain and simple, because I think we need local news to give these teams in, in relatively far-flung areas the, the, the shine that they deserve. However, I would also say that you are seeing 
an uptick in young tech savvy creatives who are entering the space and are using the space to to really kind of blow up Texas high school football. And I think that's a great thing. I really do. Like you go on Instagram, you go on Instagram and and, and some of the creators, like these young tech savvy folks um, that are going out there and and, and shoot like video and, and social media type stuff. I think that's great. And I think that that overall like rises the tide of Texas high school football. Um, so it's, 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 and I think it's bringing in a new audience too. Um, the talent level in Texas, I, I think that goes without saying. It still remains exceptional. There, there's no good way to measure it, right? But I would say that uh, one decent way to measure it is that in 20, I have this written down. In 2023, class 2023, the state of Texas signed 351 players, high school players to FBS um, letters of intent. That's more than any other state. I mean, just taking that, and, and that doesn't count the FCS players, Division Two players. There's so much talent on the field in Texas that the, the, the state of talent in the state of t- in Texas is, like, undisputed. Like, I don't think anybody's going to argue that players in Texas are not as good as they used to be. It is really, really good. But I would say that another of the reasons, and probably the biggest reason that Texas high school football is so strong, is the strength of coaching in the state. I say this to anybody who will listen that what makes Texas high school football different is two things. It's the community aspect of it, and it's the depth of coaching. The coaching in the state, we do not take it for granted. You should not take it for granted. It's exceptional. And uh, it continues to be a destination for great coaches. Uh, People want to come to Texas to coach. They want to measure themselves against the best, and that's a good thing. That's ultimately going to make the state of Texas high school football Stronger, stronger. Um, I, I I go back to Kelly Lee as a good example. Kelly Lee was the head coach at Eastern New Mexico University. He went down to Brown. He left to go to Brown be the head coach at Brownsville Veterans Memorial for a couple of years. Like think about that. A guy leaving a college job to come to Texas. Look at Rashawn Woods at Tyler High. Right. Rashawn Woods was an Oklahoma State legend. He was doing great things at Enid, I think it was, in Oklahoma, and an opportunity came about in Texas, and he bolted for it. I think that that is that is a, a shining example of of why coach of that coaches do great coaches do want to come here and 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 test their metal against the best. I, I also think that there's a really exciting young generation of coaches that are coming up right now. I think it's just really strong in like the youth movement. Like, like I use um use baseball as an example. Like the farm system for Texas high school football coaches is really strong really strong there's great young minds that are coming into texas high school football it's not just the legends who are eventually going to retire there's a great another great crop of coaches who are coming which is great and the other thing is that it's more than just x's and o's and and i don't want to kiss 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 butt around here (laughs) but these are guys who and and generally speaking it's it's men these are people who want to be leaders of men like they're they're public school teachers they want to be coach they want to be teacher like they want to be teachers they want to be leaders of men uh, I go back to I, I tell a story whenever I do um, keynotes and things like that that we had a, when we did a watch along I guess this is 22 um, we had DJ man in. he was then the head coach at Lubbock Coronado and we were watching a game and there were a couple of like false starts or teams not getting lined up right and things like that and I remember um, kind of asking him, you can go back and find this clip. I remember asking Coach Mann, I was like, hey, like, you know, wh- wh- when you're when you're a coach, this has got to be, 
this has got to be the like really frustrating for you that this team that you can't do the little things right. And he was quick, like right out of it. He was like, we don't call them the little things. We don't call them the little things because that implies that they're not important, right? When in fact they are the most important things. We call them the vital things. We got to make sure we do the vital things right. And tell me that's not a lesson for life, not just not doing a false start. That to me is really exciting. And, and I think that's what sets Texas high school coaches apart. The other thing, and, and, and we'll move on to, we'll get, take a break here in a moment and then come back and we'll talk about some of the challenges facing Texas high school football. I do think that there's a, f- a number of the big concerns that we had a while, like kind of a, a number of the big concerns that we had about being existential threats to Texas high school football have either not materialized or they've been addressed in a relatively satisfactory way. Um, concussions, for example, that's always going to be an, an, an issue. But I think that, for the most part, Texas high school football, I think football overall, has addressed the concussion issue in a meaningful, substantive way that I think has made the game safer. Your mileage may vary. It's not perfectly safe. It's never going to be perfectly safe. But I think the game is safer than it was. Um, Do you remember... I'm old enough to remember when people were really concerned about steroids. They were really concerned about performance-enhancing drugs. And the UIL implemented, you know, performance-enhancing drug testing and just not that big of a problem. That's one thing. Um, You remember when Quinn Ewers, excuse me, whenever Quinn Ewers uh, reclassified and opted out basically of his senior year. It's happened a couple times. Jadon Blue did it at Klein Kane. A few others. I remember, uh, again, I'm old enough to remember, I was doing a show, and there was there was a lot of, like, sky is falling. Oh, no, is this the death of Texas high school football? That just hasn't materialized, right? Um, I think the, the, the streaming thing and, and the, the broadcasting, there was a big concern, and I think rightfully so, understandably so, that it was going to impact the gate revenue for Texas high school football programs. That if you could watch the game at home, you weren't going to go to the game and buy a ticket and buy a hot dog and, 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 and support it. But, it. but in the end, you look at attendance across Texas High School. Well, and it's, it's steady. Like, it's steady across uh, the past couple of years. It's even growing. So uh, that hasn't materialized. And then another thing, some of the OGs here will remember that when IMG Academy opened in Florida, there was a huge, huge panic. A massive panic that all of these academies were going to open and they were going to come and poach Texas high school football players. And and look, one or two players may go to these academies. They may transfer. But like that just that that as a major concern for like the health of Texas high school football it where from where I sit just has not materialized. I think that's a good thing. So again, Texas high school football, I think, overall, is in a really healthy spot. It's in a really healthy spot going into 2024. It's growing. And if you want Texas high school football to succeed, you have ample reason to believe that we're in a really good spot. Now, here's why I do the but. But <laughs> it's not all sunshine and daffodils. And there are some legitimate challenges facing Texas high school football going forward. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a quick break. Got to pay some bills. But then when I come back, 
we're going to talk about the challenges that Texas high school football faces moving forward. We're on Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Uh, Talking Football on the Lone Star State. It's a, tech, it's, a, it's a solo show today with just me, your friend Greg Tepper. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the challenges facing Texas high school football. First, we're going to have a word from our friends. Give me a second. <clears throat> I feel like Buster Loose. Ah, Buster Loose, come on. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas, we're glad you're here. Wing is the largest residential drone delivery provider in the world. Delivering to your home in less than 30 minutes. Order using an app just like other popular delivery services and Wing's automated drone takes care of the rest. It's fast, safe, and sustainable and it's now delivering to parts of Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. You can learn more at wing.com slash Texas football. Again, that's wing.com slash Texas football. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Back here on Texas Football Today. It's your friend Greg Tupper. Uh, flying solo today, so I decided to call an audible and say, I'm going to do a solo show. Just me, Tepper's take. We're talking about the state of Texas high school football. I just kind of gave, went for about 15 minutes talking about that everything's great. Nothing to worry about in Texas high school football. It's all very good. But now I do want to talk about the challenges that I think it faces um, and some of the issues that I think it's going to have to wrestle with going forward if it's going to continue, if the sport is going to continue to grow in a meaningful way. And this is the part where I might win some friends or make some enemies. So let's first talk one of the big challenges I think facing Texas high school football is a lack of parity. Um, that there are a few teams that in recent years 
have dominated. Uh, take a look. Last six years, uh, there's 144 title game spots. 144 title game spots. Only 82 teams have filled those 144 spots. 37 teams have taken up 62 spots. 37 teams. Now, that's at the very tip-top, certainly. But I do think it is uh, a, con- a concern that, you know, we can have a conversation. Are dynasties good? Is that good for a sport? Uh, when the Patriots were winning the Super Bowl every other year, was that good for the NFL? When the Yankees were dominant in the, in the 90s, was that good for baseball? Right? It's, it's, it's a question. I think there's a reasonable argument to be made that, that yes, dynasties are good, or no, we need parity. But plain and simple, at the very top, and especially when you're talking about big schools, there is a lack, there's a relative lack of parity. I mean, look at Duncanville North Shore, right? We've had that five times in the last six seasons. And, and that, I think, is a concern. Now, there is, of course, whenever you talk about the, the teams, whenever you talk about teams that are consistently dominant, you're always going to have the conversation about transfers. You're always going to have the, t- the, the, the conversation about players who move in and who join different teams. And I think there is, there is, a, there is an immediate, like, leap that people make and I understand why an immediate leap that people make to say oh they're recruiting they're going out there and they are these these power programs are plucking the best players from around there and um, incentivizing them to come play at their team and I am not naive enough to tell you that it's that that's not true that there is absolutely none of that going on that some of these programs are not trying to lure players in to play for their team i'm not naive enough that's happening that is that is happening i would make the argument to you and maybe this is where i'm naive i would make the argument to you that these that what is much more common than quote unquote recruiting would be that these these programs are succeeding and players want to play for a winner so they find a way to play for that winner that it's starting on the recruits the 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 player side and not on the program side that you see them succeeding and you want to be a part of that. Uh, Coach Ken Purcell, who is um, uh, my colleague on Bally Sports Southwest, uh, is fond of saying, he's, he's like, it's, it's the field of dreams thing. You, if you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. If you are a power program, people want to come play for you. That's what happens. Again, I'm not naive. I'm not here telling you. I, I'm, I'm not trying to pee on your leg and tell you it's raining. I am certain I'm certain that there is some of the quote unquote recruiting that is going on. I'm certain. It's too big of a state. There's too many great players. Inevitably that's going to happen. There's gonna be people who, who are trying to find a way through. I would suggest to you that that is not as big of a 
not as big of a, a factor as players wanting to go play for great programs. Especially programs that put players into the, to the next level. I would suggest that that makes up the lion's share of that talent transfer. My opinion. Again, maybe I'm naive. But I think I, I, I don't believe that the majority of transfers are under nefarious circumstances. Is that fair? Maybe it's not. Whatever. Like I said, I'm going to make friends and win, win friends and influence people here. Um, I also think another thing worth mentioning here, and this is like, might as well be called like uncomfortable truths with Tepper. Like the resource gap in Texas high school football is growing, right? And what I'm what I'm growing increasingly concerned about is that it's growing geographically, in the sense that if you go up to the DFW Metroplex and you look at the facilities, they are some of them are outrageous, not across the board, but a lot of them are outrageous. But you go to other parts of the state and they're not as outrageous. And is that giving some programs an advantage over others? This all kind of kind of factors into the big parity discussion, and is is parity, do we need parity in Texas high school football? Because right now we have some of it, but probably not a ton at the very top. Let's talk about the state championship site. I told you we're going to get like real spicy here. Um, so the state championships have been played, uh, I believe they started playing the central site in 2010. And every year but one year it's been played at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. And inevitably, inev- invariably, Whenever we get close to the state championships, people are saying, well, why don't they rotate the state championships? Uh, and, and certainly, those folks have a lot more ammunition now. Uh, Matt Step put this on, on TexasFootball.com. Uh, this was the lowest attendance at AT&T Stadium since the central site began this past year, 2023. And I think there's a variety of factors into that. Um, one of them is that you have newish schools, Right, Summer Creek, for example, is a newish school. They're not going to bring a ton of, of fans. That's a six A program. It's not going to bring a ton of fans simply because they're new. They don't have like an alumni base, right? Um, you have some of the same teams of the twenty four teams that played in the twenty twenty three state championship games. Uh, Fourteen of them had been in a title game in the last six seasons. Fourteen of them was were making a return trip. So, for all the Annas of the world, right? You had one and a half basically. DeSotos or Gilmers, right? They've been there before. And, and certainly, I do think that it's worth mentioning that there's there, maybe there's stadium fatigue. Maybe people are like, oh, I've been to AT&T Stadium for the state championships. I've got the experience. Check it off. You know, take it off the bucket list. That's certainly worth considering. Um, the big reason... I'm going to take another big sip of coffee here. The big reason why I think folks want the, 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 the state championships to rotate is for um, is because of home field advantage that DFW teams have an advantage because that AT and T Stadium in Arlington big sip of coffee and and I don't believe in home field advantage in state championship games I just don't I don't think that I think that there's a million other factors that are much more important than that but I understand why people want it to rotate. I, I do understand why people want it to rotate. Absolutely. Now, I'm here to tell you through... We'll use, I'm, I'm going to do a, a Stephen Godfrey here on, on Split Zone Duo. 
Um, I th- well, use therapy words. I think I feel I know, right? I think it is unlikely to change for the future at AT&T Stadium. I think, I think, I don't know this, but I think going forward that the state the, the games are likely to stay at AT&T Stadium. And there's a few reasons why. Some of them are obvious and some of them are not. It is the most central for the most number of teams. We did a study, I did a study, uh, I think I put it on the site, about that that eight of the three domed stadiums. Let's start with that. They're going to play it in a dome stadium. They're not going to play it at in Abilene, unfortunately. Right? If you're a big Shotwell Stadium fan, they're probably not playing this 12 state championships there. Of the three domed stadiums, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, and Energy Stadium in Houston. Arlington Stadium, Arlington Stadium <laughs> AT&T Stadium is the most central to the most number of teams, the most number of UIL schools. That's that's a fact. It is the closest one to the most number of schools. Um, the majority of coaches want it there. We do a poll. We'll, we put it. We put a poll out in the field when we do our, our our questionnaire, and the majority of coaches want it to be at AT and T Stadium in Arlington. That's that's just what they want. It is the newest of the three stadiums. That is not nothing. There is also, and this is the big one that people may not realize, is the locker room situation. AT&T Stadium in Arlington was functionally built to host this event. They've got four locker rooms so that teams that are playing can come in, or teams that are coming up next can have their own space and get ready for the game while the other game is going on. They don't have to split locker rooms like they did in Houston in 2015. They don't have to do anything, anything like that. That the four locker room thing is a big deal. And if you talk with the UIL, they'll tell you that is a big deal. The other part of it is I do think, if you look back to the one time it wasn't at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, in Houston in 2015, the attendance wasn't good. Like that, that I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, 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 to gore anyone's ox here, but the, the attendance wasn't good. And so that is why I think, I understand the, the, con- the, the, the conversation and I understand why people want it to rotate or they want it to be at different places. But I think, I think it's unlikely to change in the near-term future. I think AT&T Stadium is likely to be the home of the state championships for the next few years. So as we continue, uh, Tepper steps on hornet's nests. <laughs> Um, let's talk about NIL. Texas, as of now, is one of 20 states that does not allow high school football, high school athletes to monetize their name, image, and likeness. That's one. Of, they're one of 20 states. Now, I don't. I think what I've landed on here is that I have not. We can debate it, and I don't think I have a fully formed opinion quite yet. But I do think that that is, we're talking about challenges for Texas high school football. I think the NIL question is going to need to be addressed at some point. Maybe it just stays the same. Maybe they just re-up their current situation. But I do think that that is going to be, especially with the growth in the, in the college sector, that is going to be a topic that is going to need to be addressed. Reasonable people can disagree. I, like I said, I don't think I have a fully formed opinion quite yet. But that's kind of where we stand on it. The officials shortage. Another challenge for Texas high school football. I know I'm a broken record on this. We've talked about this a lot for the past four years, basically. 
that there is a legitimate shortage of officials in Texas high school football. That is that is not an opinion. Go talk to the Texas Association of Sports of Sports Officials, TASO. They will tell you we do not have enough officials. Plain and simple. That there's too many games on a Friday night and you're seeing games get moved because of a lack of officials. That is a real concern. And I think, again, I think it represents an existential threat to Texas high school football. That not having enough officials. You can't play the game without the officials. And if you've heard me go on this rant before, you'll just have to listen to it one more time. We all have a role to play in it. One, you can encourage people to become officials. You can become an official yourself. But more importantly, if you go to a game, give them a break. We need these folks. We need people to be officials. I know I know, it's fun and easy to, to yell at officials. But give them a break because we need them. And that thing that you shout out from the stands may be the thing that causes them to quit. I know that seems like, you know, like you don't necessarily have a role in it, but I promise you, you do. And so that is one thing. I know I go, I'm, I'm a broken record, and people who watch this show know I talk about this all the time. But we, we all have a role to play in addressing the, um, the, uh, the, the official shortage. So I'm going to close with this. Take a big sip of coffee here. Let's talk about vouchers. <laughs> I told you I was going to win some friends here. Let's talk about vouchers. Um, for those who don't know, um, the governor of, of Texas, Greg Abbott, has uh, made it one of his legislative priorities recently uh, to institute uh, school vouchers. Uh, which are essentially uh, that you can uh, use your you can essentially it will they will subsidize private school or homeschool uh, with taxpayer dollars if you are so inclined to go to a to you can take your the money travels with you so you would go to a private school you would bring with you a voucher that would be good to for tuition uh, or if you were to homeschool it'd be good for tuition as a homeschooler. Um. And I don't. I want to be very clear, and this is this is tough to to navigate here. I don't want to get political. I don't want to get political. That doesn't interest me. But this is something that is now in my world, <laughs> Texas high school football, and I cover Texas high school football. So therefore, I think it's fair game to comment on. Um, vouchers, by their very nature, inherently, would take resources away from public schools that inherently if, if, if three people leave and they take their money with them that is money that those are resources that the public schools are not getting right and as a result that would take again it would follow that that would take the resources away from Texas high school football programs that's one part of it now there is I want to be very clear that there is a very vibrant and strong private school football seen in Texas high school football very vibrant and and there's great there's great coaches there and there's great players there I'm, I'm not here to tell you tell you otherwise there's really good football played in the private school ranks it is my view me I'm only speaking on behalf of myself is my view that Texas high school football is special because of the community aspect of it increase my microphone volume how about that Texas high school football is vibrant 
and what makes it special is the community aspect. And I worry, I worry that incentivizing athletes to leave their public school to play at other schools would have a deleterious effect on Texas high school football and what makes it special. Plain and simple. That's that's kind of where I stand on it. That's I I, I kind of I worry about that. Um, and I think that there's a, a reason that the Texas High School Coaches Association, um, that the Texas High School Coaches Association has been on the forefront of saying, hey, listen, we don't think vouchers would be a very good idea with regards to Texas high school football. Um, I I worry that it could do harm to Texas high school ball and could fundamentally change it. Is that a toe in the line enough? Is that enough? Anyway, that's one thing that I am, I'm 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 concerned about. And so look, as I, as I kind of round third and head for home here, because I've ranted long enough. I think that Texas high school football—it's a good time to be a Texas high school football fan. Plain and simple, it really is. If you like this sport and you want it to succeed, I have great news for you. It's in a great spot. And it figures to be in a great spot moving forward. There are challenges on the horizon that we talked about. But I think overall, if we were giving the state of the union for Texas high school football, the state of Texas high school football is strong. And you should be encouraged by it. That doesn't mean that it's all sunshine and daffodils. That doesn't mean that it's gonna, that's perfect or that it can't be improved. But I do think that Texas high school football is in a very strong spot right now. And other than that, I have not given this any thought at all. <laughs> um, I just wanted to make sure that we talked about that because I think this is an opportunity uh, to talk about some of the, 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 the real strengths of Texas High School and some of the challenges that it's facing because I think we all want Texas High School to be strong. I think Texas is better when Texas High School football is going strong, and it's going strong right now. I think there are challenges on the horizon, but... I think that those can all be addressed, and I think that we're in a good spot. It's a good time to be a Texas high school football fan. That's where I'm at. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all I got. Um, hope you'll become consider becoming Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Um, that'd be fun. Let me know. Honestly, I mean this sincerely. Let me know if you liked this kind of thing, like this solo show. If you didn't, we won't do it again. Like, that's the fun thing about this job is that we can try things. Um, if this was something that tickled your fancy, let me know. I'm on Twitter at Tepper. If this is something you didn't like and you're like, nah, go back to the normal way. Just don't do a show. Let me know that. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I promise you. Um, but that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Uh, this is normally the part where I'd thank the producer. But I'm the producer. So there's nobody to thank. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow uh, for Math Tuesday. i got to find the outro. Hold on. You're, this is this is why we need Pickle. Uh, there we go. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for a much more normal edition of Texas Football Today. Uh, bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.